0: Welcome everybody to another Senate Update Roundtable. Uh, I am your host for tonight, Brax Night Fighter. And joining me are a few of the usual suspects. Uh we've got Lab Monkey, the uh ugly stepchild of Mandalore with us. Lab, how you doing? I'm doing great and uglier than usual. Yeah. And uh we've got um FOE's uh, MVP uh, mediator with us, Mead. How you doing? Having a good night. Fantastic. And uh, Mr. Vice Chancellor himself, R2DQ. How we doing? We're doing good. And luckily, we've got the uh, the horse with us here, uh, Mr. Uh, head of Recruiting Zorro, How are you, Zoro? I'm
1: pumped, man. I'm ready to be here. Let's do this.
0: Yes. So we uh, we come with you here tonight. Um, got, a, got a bunch of stuff, uh, kind of a, uh, a content vomit that uh, CD dumped on us, but a uh, new uh, road ahead for February, um, dropping a lot of new information. So we're just going to kind of touch on all this stuff. Um. Just kind of as a as an overview, like, what did you guys think about the road ahead as a whole? Like, are you excited about it? Are you somewhat concerned? Like, what what are your kind of initial feelings on it?
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes. About that. Yes. To both of those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I would say for the first time in a little while my concerns might actually be edging out my excitement in terms of like big content and the the only reason for that is because cg has really dropped a just a massive metric ton of new characters on us like we got jabba we got afra now they're announcing like at least seven new characters with the uh, you know Cal Kestis and all of his crew, and then you know there's another GL. It's probably going to be GL Leia. There's going to be two or three new characters with that coming, and all of you know we've got Trench uh, on the way in two more months from Conquest. We've got Riva for some of some of the you know the big guilds that's that's coming down the pipe in another yeah you know, two or so months. I mean there's so many new i'm sure they're all going to be powerful characters i didn't even touch on the tuscans but you know the tuscans are coming too mm-hmm. do you understand how much Tech they're going to ask me to 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 give them like over the course of the next Five months or so—it's—it's it's crazy. I can't. I feel like I can't do anything else except for hoard for those specific characters. So, yeah, I'm—I'm I'm a little concerned <laughs> in that regard because <laughs> uh, I really—I felt like I was just kind of quote unquote catching up. Of course, you never really catch up, but you know, I had just gotten Java about a month ago and was working on Doctor Afra and things were cool. But all of a sudden, things are not so cool anymore. So, but I, I mean, the raid sounds fun. So let's see. Yeah,
0: well, I think uh, I think from a, a positive standpoint, I think as a Star Wars fan, uh, it seems like some of the content they're um, will be fun and cool and everything. Um, getting them obviously is going to be <laughs> quite the challenge, but um, I guess from a Star Wars standpoint, though, it's it's kind of cool that they're introducing some of the things. Um, you know, anybody. Has played Jedi Fallen Order. Like it sounds like there's going to be a lot of characters from there coming. So I think that part of it's exciting. But um, any other guys? Like you guys have anything that you want to throw in before we kind of dive into the road ahead? I think I like. I just read all this and I'm just excited for this. Like it
4: feels overwhelming, but at the same time, this game is doing really well right now. Like, if it's 2023 and my complaint with this game is there's too much content, there's too many new characters, there's too many, like, legendary characters and GLs and specific factions I need for raids or conquest, um, it's a good problem to be having right now, at least.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there with Mead on that, because, you know... I am not in Mandalore. I'm not in a endgame, or you know, one of the massive guilds in the uh, in the game. So, you know, catching up and being caught up was was never on the table. And it's it's kind of cool having multiple directions that you can go and have more of a a tic tac toe. Um, you know, what counters this? What counters that? Rather than everybody has the same thing, and it's the same battles over and over again.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you can lessen those mirror matches, that's a uh, that's uh, that's probably a good thing.
2: Yeah, so, no, I, I, guess
0: I just oh, want to go
1: ahead. I just <clears throat> want to put in there quick too. Like, I feel like this um, update is the one of the first times where, like, something big and new is coming, um, and I haven't immediately went, "Wow, this is going to be a guild killer for all those middle guilds." Um, they took some of the right steps, right? To, you can still get rewards even if you don't finish it. You can, you still have your own personal track and stuff like that. Um, I feel like this, they really kind of took that into account more this time. Um, I mean, we'll see when it actually comes, but I think that's one thing I'm actually excited for, and hopefully we won't see as many guilds dissolving over... Oh, we couldn't finish the C pit raid or um, in a, enough time and stuff like that. I
4: yeah, think for In sure. hindsight, I think in hindsight, the new TB kind of ended up being that too, though, right? I was surprised. Like, I think a lot of those mid guilds are doing a lot better in kind of like the new TB than I when it came out, and we saw the R five gating. Um, it seems like they're having a lot more success, like the. Two hundred and fifty million GP guilds, than I was expecting.
3: Yeah,
1: that's a really yeah, good point too.
3: Because CMs don't matter. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say don't matter, but you know, compared to LSGA, they don't matter. No, uh-huh. just
4: fleets are really like if you can if you have executor and like yep. negotiator, you can you can get a lot of like yep. you, that's most of your CM points right there. Yep.
1: And they flattened that, the rewards enough, like yes. Like, uh, the Mandalore is getting yeah Mandalore's getting better rewards, but the 250 mil guilds are still getting good yeah. enough rewards where you're not you don't feel like you're missing out on a ton of stuff.
3: Yeah, I can tell you that the higher GP guild you get, like the the effort like logarithmically falls off uh, compared to the rewards. Like you put in a lot more effort because you're doing a lot more CMs, and you're getting like two extra stars, and it's like why are we even doing this?
0: Yeah. Revo cool. is the really really the big Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a a touch point that we're going to talk about but I think I think that will definitely uh, throw a wrinkle into um how how some guilds end up attacking that and trying to trying to secure her shards but So diving in, uh, lab already kind of touched on it, but, uh, the first, first part there, they talked about the Tuscan faction getting some additions and, nice. uh, yeah, it looks like the, uh, the chieftain and the warrior. So anybody who's watched book of Boba spoiler alert, both of these characters are from that. Um, and they were actually pretty cool in, in the show. So, um, whether they end up turning out like that in the game, I guess we will uh, see. But um, any initial thoughts on uh, on the Tuscan faction or either of these two characters? Boo!
4: Yeah, this isn't what I wanted to be spending my like summer farming.
3: Yeah. Like Star Wars is about cool iconic characters, not nameless Tuskens. Like CG missed the boat on this one, in my opinion. <laughs> I know there's gonna be some people out there who are like, "Oh, I love Tuskens. They're great." Okay, that's fine. I mean, everybody's got their opinion, but this is like Jawas too. Like, why? Why would I gear up jawas Like nameless Jaw? Well, I guess the Jawas aren't all nameless, are they?
4: <laughs> well, neither are the Tuskins. You got, you got your one. <laughs> oh yeah, you raw, got your yeah. yeah.
0: Good point. Good yeah, and, point. And no one can that. say his name. Yeah,
3: but I mean, come on! Like, would I rather be spending my gear on Cal Custis or these guys? Like, I mean, it's come on, it's a no-brainer. But CG wants everybody to relic every single character on their roster that is that they ever bring to the game. So here's here's what they're doing to make this do Tuscans. Yeah, I it. will
0: say they CG did say quite a while ago is that they were going to start making it to where like all factions would be more useful in the game. So I think this is part of that step in making factions that, I mean, honestly, who who uses Tuscans for anything except for fodder? <laughs> for memeing. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> I mean, th- they only had a 3v3 team because there was only three of them. Yeah, like <laughs> it was fine,
3: like it was.
5: At, at some point, you had to know that they were coming. Yeah, you know they they like having their full rounded, you know, factions. So I'm not surprised that they're they're in the game, but it is frustrating that they are going to be one of the main factions that you need for the new raid.
3: Yeah. All so- right. So, but what about Imperial Remnant? When are they going to bring a fifth one of those?
5: Yeah. <laughs> um. Probably in the next three months after season two or season three of Mandalorian starts, they're gonna release a season two character to fill that
3: niche. Well, they better release more than one because if they're taking away Gideon and Dark Trooper from other squads, then all of a sudden those squads are gonna be crap. So I'm sure that's yeah, yeah.
1: Slab, uh, you want more characters?
5: <laughs> I
3: want way more characters.
5: Lab wants four marquees a month. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> if uh, look, bring Jar Jar, bring Darth Bane, bring like yeah. some named characters, and I'll excitedly farm and gear them. But don't give me Tuscan warrior. Come on, this
4: so- is dumb. Man. The good thing about Tuscans is that... Well, I mean, most people in Lab's position have two of them already relic. Yep. Right? You need one for Java. You need one for, like, Lord Vader. So two of them are useful. The third one is also a cheap one. So you're realistically, three of them will not break the bank on Kairos. So altogether, if you don't have any, I'm guessing it's like 1,100 Kairos to do all three compared to like last year when we did inquisitors and it was 2000 so it they i'm not excited but at least three of them will be it if you have if you don't have those like uh legend or gls they will be at least a little cheaper to gear up and not be so cairo intensive these new ones are probably gonna be 400 each
0: at least yeah they'll stack it up because they know the other three are easier well, because we we have to, right? Like yeah. we, we
3: we took our lumps with the Inquisitors. CG's like these guys are going to be like the Inquisitors were, so make sure you farm them, and we're going to do it because like we all remember the pain. We're all still living the pain, probably. Yeah.
0: Yes.
4: I look forward to the two super important ships the, <laughs>
0: the Tuskies yeah. are going to get. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can't wait. Yeah,
3: I hope. Roror is yeah. the pilot, so we can pronounce his name quite <laughs> much.
0: It's the land speeder. I, I, I feel, I feel like Chewbacca named him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he just might have.
1: And Swogo so, does have the chieftain's gear on it, so yeah, he's four hundred Kairos. Yeah. Yep.
4: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's expected. The warrior will be yeah. four hundred probably too. And yeah. I mean, but at least the other know. ones are just a hundred. Right, so well, like silver lining there, but
0: so that kind of leads us to the next uh, bullet point there, and that's the great dragon raid. Um, obviously, the uh, Tuscans are gonna play a large part in that. Um, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> based on, the information given, it sounds like they will be. <laughs> um, as I mean, how do you guys feel about the and Dragon dra- or Dragon Raid? Uh, um, is it a, a good addition? And, and we won't even dive into the changes on raids. Just this raid itself, like you think it's a. Uh, it's a needed thing, like adding more raids. is that a good thing for the game, a bad thing? Um, the little bit that we know about the raid, like know, what's your excitement level and everything on that?
5: I'm definitely excited that we have a new raid. Um, you know, two of the three raids that aren't C Pit are simmed. Uh, Heroic Sith is it's been around forever. It's you know, it gives great rewards if you finish in the top ten, but it's it's the same raid we've been running for yeah, six years, five years. I mean, it's been around forever. And then pit once your guild gets over the excitement of finally clearing it and getting air magnifiers, it's just a slog to get through. It's a chore. Um, yeah. It's a chore. So yeah, like I'm excited to have a new raid. I'm interested to see how it works, and I have mixed opinions on the fact that it has uh, faction-specific. Um, it's a faction-specific raid that you can't just take any of your your, your characters into. But uh, definitely interested to see it um, when it releases.
0: Yeah. So first time that CG's ever done this where a raid where there will only be specific factions that can even participate in the raid so uh sounds like Cartel, Part- Jawa Mandalorians Old Republic and Tuckins um, will be the, the factions you'll be able to use in there so um, w- will be really weird to not be able to use any Sith or Jedi or anything like that in in the raid
1: yeah I mean I feel like they kind of set it up almost so we needed a raid to come with um rise of the empire right we're not getting like every other time we're like okay we have a dark side um tb then we get six months later we get the light side tb um but with rise of the empire you got both at once so what are they going to do in six months um so they kind of I think we should have almost kind of seen something like this coming, I guess. They're gonna need something to take that like alternating spot and um, the way they're setting these raids up to be, um, it sounds like they kind of realize that and they're gonna be able to kind of roll out new raids a little more consistently if they set it up the right way and stuff like that.
4: I think, Like, from a, just, is this worth a raid? I think the crate Dragon, like, that battle, like, it makes sense. Like, it looks like it could be, it has an opportunity to make sense as a raid battle. Um, Playing around with, like, the debuff, like, having debuffs finally matter in a raid. Like, sure. Like, it's good to see some new mechanics coming in. Like, it'll be good to play with the mechanics. uh, Limiting it to the five factions, I mean, I understand why they did it, so we can't just, like, beat it very, very quickly. Um, they can balance it a lot better on their end, kind of ho- potentially knowing what we're going to do. They should have a better idea of the teams we're going to bring in and how we're going to, like, ma- like build up damage. Uh, I think Zoro's touched on the thing that I'm most nervous about is, as they said, this was something they were planning on rotating through more frequently which makes building up some of these teams a lot riskier. Um, like building up a marquee too, like they have two, these two Tuscans drop in our marquees. And like I'm looking at four to five months, even with Excel, like even with kind of refreshing the nodes before I get this team up and running. And I have no, I don't know when the end date on this rate is. I don't know how long that investment will be worth it until they take this
0: right away and give us a new one it's almost like datacrons
4: yeah but at least we know like at least i know for a datacron like i know what the expiry date is i mean they changed it but it is three months like it was three months it was four months like if i if i decide to relic a tune for a datacron i know what the expiry date is on that datacron
3: so um i have a lot of thoughts about this raid Um, the first initial thought is that i am excited for what they've described as like what the raid is. I think that raids um have been too big of a time sink for uh players in uh guild like Mandalore, uh even with the the sim uh for Hit and and tank. The the fact that we have to go in if we want all the, the the best rewards from HSDR, if we the fact that we have to go in and spend, you know, twenty minutes two times a week to, to get those at a prescribed time. Or else, you know, if we if we don't do it in, you know, the first five minutes that the raid opens and we <laughs> then we're SOL. So I'm glad that's going away. I think that that's one of the major things that I really like about the way they've described this new raid is that it's going to be open for a couple of days and it's only one phase. So it's not like you're missing out on anything. You just go in when you are ready to do it. You do your runs and, and you're good. Um, and I'm also quite sure that in terms of the way that they are going to be dispersing the, the rewards the, the the old gear, quote unquote, like the Carbonis and the stun guns and the stun cuffs, the stuff that's basically only relevant for really younger and growing accounts. That's all gonna be like on the guild track. And all of the important stuff like the HSTR type rewards, G twelve plus gear pieces, Kairos, get two, maybe some get three, who knows? Those will all be on the individual track. And so I think we'll be able to Fairly quickly ascertain how much of an investment we want to make in those factions. Like, I don't think that's going to be too big of an issue once we actually see the raid. Like, I know that there is going to be an expiration date on it, but I think that the investment that you make in order to get like whatever thresholds you want on your individual check, I think those will be pretty clear early on. Um, I do think that almost everybody is going to want to apply the Boosh Omicron, if I had to guess, because if you've looked at the stats that that thing gives. It's something like an extra four hundred percent offense across the team it's like an extra hundred speed for every character there's armor pen in there there's no way that you're doing top level damage without it so that's probably something that we'll have to think about too um something else that I thought about was that I, I, I think The community has always talked about Death Star Raid, Death Star Raid. When are we going to get a Death Star Raid? I think this road ahead signals the fact that CG is probably going to end up bringing that to the game at some point. I mean, it just makes too much sense, right? Like, you're thinking about iconic raid-type battles. There's only so many in the Star Wars universe that this game can handle. So Krayt Dragon sounds, you know, it makes sense. But I think we might end up seeing some sort of Death Star raid at some point, maybe even the next raid after this. Who knows? Uh, I think I've got some other ideas about it, but I'll uh, I'll stop talking about it for now.
4: Do you guys think they're gonna put a tune on this? They didn't mention it here, but like out like outside of Seapit, right? There should be. Are they going to give us a character for this raid?
3: My guess is no.
4: Yeah.
0: No. They've if got conquest we... to do that now. Yeah. So the kind of word on the street is, is are they going to throw like 10 in there? Are they going to throw what? I'm sorry. I missed that. Uh, Relic tin, Relic tin. Oh, oh yeah.
3: That was, that was the other thought that I had about this raid is that the fact that they're still developing it and they're going to announce more about it in April how much you want to bet what they're announcing in April is Relic 10 mats. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. I mean, if they're making
5: R9 mats and even to some extent R8 mats more accessible as rewards with this raid, I mean, I can't tell you with a straight face that I'm excited for R10. But if they make R8 and R9 more accessible, that's all I ask when they drop the
3: inevitable R10. You know the crazy thing about R9? There's a lot of crazy things about R9. One of the crazy things about R9 is that... even This, this, this goes back to my original point about the top-level guilds putting in way more effort and getting basically, uh, I mean, very minimal extra from this territory battle. You guys know Maw is getting 40 stars on this TV? And they're getting one Gerda keypad in their reward <laughs> box? <laughs> like the biggest guild in the game, there's almost they're almost six hundred million GP, like, and what? they and they're getting forty stars. That's like the max that any guild can get, and they're getting one Gerda keypad. They are getting one extra R nine, and this is just on that side of the like the reward path, right? You still have to give like all those impulse detectors and middle cards and signal data. Like none of <laughs> we're not even talking about any of that. We're just talking about one Gertie keypad, so you get a whole one in ten months. Yeah. <laughs> like what the heck? So I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll give us some Gertie keypads in this raid or something and open it up. But R nine is just it, it's just it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And when they bring R ten to the game,
0: it's gonna you know it's gonna be even more ridiculous. So I, I don't know, guys. Without that. <laughs> without getting too conspiracy theory, like so relic ten, like you know, relic nine when they released it, it was meant mostly to enhance tanks. So is relic ten going to enhance a specific uh mechanic or something in the game, or is Relic Ten going to bring something different that we don't know about? It'll have speed. Yeah, it'll probably be speed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
3: What do you
4: want? What are you gonna pay
0: for? You to yep. pay for speed. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, did anybody else have anything they wanted to throw in on the on the Dragon raid?
4: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like. Okay. So, we got five factions, right? You kind of touched on them. I mean, Old Republic is clunky because. You have the whole, like, three Jedi, and then a bunch of guys who don't work well with Jedi.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
4: Right, Mandalorian sweet. I think there's they've released a... More might be coming, but right now I think we have, like, a bunch of really good options. Hot Cartel, like Lab was kind of saying, we put the Omicron on Leia, and we have probably our best team for this yes. raid. Um, and then we have, like, Tuskins and Jawas, which... Like, are you guys, which one do you think, like, are you looking at Old Republic right now? I think Old Republic is something you probably have three characters relic, four maybe. I forgot you, Hani. So you have four Jedi on Old Republic. Uh, Like, are you (laughs) looking at, yeah. (laughs) Like, are you looking at any of these teams right now? um, Kind of, and thinking about where you want them in April or we're waiting and seeing?
0: But, well, you know, to be honest, when I was when I was reading this and I was seeing how they were having the specific factions for this for this raid. And I was like, why? Where does Old Republic fall in this? Like. Because, yeah, I mean, if if we're just going based off of what we've seen of of the crate Dragon, you know, it was from the Book of Boba and. I don't recall any of the old republic characters being involved in any of that storyline so throwing that faction in there was kind of weird unless there's something we don't know yet. Right. right. Of that, the uh, old
5: republic. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. Um that you uh you battle yeah, a great dragon one. when you're yeah. uh when you're on Tatooine. Um,
0: gotcha. Well that makes more sense.
2: Yep.
3: So I like guess, go ahead. As- Go ahead, sorry.
2: Go ahead. I just
1: say, like you're talking as a faction, like they've talked so much about how debuffs are going to be important in this, but like they're not a debuff-heavy team, right? They're, I mean, most of them are light side Come
4: Jedi. T three. All... Yeah. Well, but... Cur- curse. Well, I mean, Candras like throws out debuffs.
3: Yeah, but he's going to be
4: on the Mandalorian. If... Yeah, he's going to go.
3: With...
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. But I'm yeah. just saying, are the three, four we have Relict already, are those wasted already, you know? Are we going to need the other ones?
3: So, the way that I'm thinking about it is I'm um, I'm I'm going ahead and earmarking an Omicron for Boosh Leia. I was planning on take, making that team full R7 and probably pushing them up to R8 too at some point. Jabba is just going to be, I mean, he, he's a beast. Even when his datacron goes away he's still going to be a beast and uh he um he's going to be the top team for this raid no no question about that uh, in my mind i also have been looking for an excuse to r7 my mall i he's still r5 because you know (laughs) uh cg keeps releasing new characters and asking for my signal data elsewhere but yeah, I I think that R seven minimum on Maul is going to be. I, I mean, I've I've pretty much decided I'm going to do that. So I might even do that before the raid starts. But oh, outside he's of that,
5: absolutely beast at R
3: seven. So just do it. Yeah, I know he is. <laughs> and, and there have been so many times where I've wanted him at R seven. It's just like every time there's like something else. You know, these stupid R eight platoons for this TB, for instance. Like I have an R eight snowtrooper now. Great. Um <laughs> <laughs> and an R five mall, so in that so figure that out. Um and soon to be R eight Rolo. So yay. Um But yeah, I think those are the two teams, the Mandalorian team and the, the Hut Cartel team where I'm going to absolutely invest because I know I'm getting invest like I'm getting return on that investment outside of the raid. And then besides that, I mean Tuscans I'll probably end up, you know. I'll probably have all them relic because cG's basically going to demand it, just like they demanded inquisitors for so long. So those are going to be the three teams that I'm looking at. and Old Republic would slot in fourth in in my hierarchy because, like you said, I, I don't I don't see a way where they're doing a significant amount of damage in this raid unless, you know there's a new character coming or something.
4: or an omicron
3: like or an omicron or you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. And I mean, the honestly, the Omicron, can be, yeah, yeah, the dollars can fuck off,
4: yeah. An Omicron on <laughs> Old Republic would be kind of nice because, like, I do have four of them ready to go, so it wouldn't be the worst if they just were like, yeah. just put this on whoever, Jolie, and it's like, oh, look, he does 12 debuffs on a basic now or something.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yes, a healer, a debuffing healer yeah. that's uh... great, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I mean. I like how they talk about how this is the first raid where debuffs Matter and I'm like did you never run phase 1 of Cpaper yeah. with the Vader yeah. team you with know the old <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Dude the make original it 40 dots with <laughs> yeah.
0: So with the introduction of the uh Cray Dragon raid um they are making significant changes to the way that raids in general work um And I think this is probably some of the biggest points of contention that um, probably people are going to have because um, it's really going to change the way that a guild, um, you know, addresses raids and um, starts them and uh, attacks them. So um, what are your guys' initial thoughts? And I guess we need to keep in mind as we go through this too is that um, we're giving little bite-sized pieces of information. So um, how this really plays out, I guess, is yet to be seen. But um, what are some initial thoughts you guys have of the way that uh, that the raid change is going to play out?
5: I am firmly in the wait-and-see camp. I kind of I, I like it. Theoretically. But I need to see how it works in real life. Um, Because, you know, top 10 rewards in HSTR are phenomenal. I don't know how rewards are going to work here in the new raid with the tracked, you know, individual track and the, the guild track. So it's I'm just... I guess cautiously optimistic, but you know it's it's CG, so I know the first couple iterations will probably be uh, not great,
0: mulligans.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean setting aside the. The issue of rewards, because obviously, I mean, that's that's going to be on everybody's mind, right? That's why we do raids. <laughs> like ninety-nine percent of us, that's why we do raids is because of the rewards, right? So, let's just like for the sake of argument, say that the rewards are going to at least match what what we're getting. Even you know, even as dedicated players who've been getting top ten HSDR regularly, let's say that the rewards are just that good. Um, I think everything else about the change sounds really really good and it's very reminiscent to me of the gac change that they made where they moved the crystals away from squad arena to gac so now to get my crystals i have a 24 hour window like at my convenience rather than i have to be on my phone stuck for two hours doing these two consecutive climbs every day or i don't have my crystals and this is the same idea in, in this raid setup is that the raid just go like it you can't leave it. It's a set amount of time. You've got two or three days or however long they're gonna let it run. And whenever it's convenient for you, you do your individual runs. And, you know, you don't lose out on anything. You don't have to get stuck to, all right, this is when our guild does the, the HSTR raid. And if you're busy right now or if you're, you know, if your kid starts crying two minutes before and you got to go take care of them or, or your wife has, you know, some really important epiphany that she just really wants to talk to you about and will get mad at you if you're looking at your phone during that time, then you don't have to miss out anymore like you did um, in the current paradigm. So I, I'm excited about that.
4: Yeah, quality of life. This makes a lot more sense than yeah. the the old system. Um, and the two tracks also is kind of nice, uh, where you are working towards a big goal as a guild, but then on an individual level, you aren't. Like there are ways for you to kind of get better rewards for like the work you yourself are putting into it.
3: Um, yep, and it's not a zero sum game anymore, like it is with HSTR weather. You know, in order for me to get top 10 rewards, somebody else has to not get them. Right.
4: Right. Right. Oh, and that's the worst feeling is like you finish and you start mm-hmm. refreshing and you start seeing your name like fall down. Right. And you're like, <laughs> yep. Please, like, like when that next name pops up and it's below you, you're like, sweet. Like yep. that person's going to get worse <laughs> rewards than me on a re- yeah. Like, like, yeah, it's not a good, like, it's not a good
0: feeling to watch that. You your name, like fall down to 11 that I I think that was one of the points that they really talked about um, in this road ahead was that like the question was why why are we making the guild compete against themselves? Yeah, and yep. and that that was the thing, and you know when you're competing with everybody else because you want the best <laughs> rewards or whatever, um, it just wasn't it wasn't conducive to to actually like building the camaraderie and everything that you're looking for in your guild because you're basically probably going to piss somebody off in your guild
3: (laughs) look i'll give cg credit where where they deserve credit and it's very clear that they thought about you know the issues and the problems that raids have had historically in their game and i think this is a pretty good attempt at fixing most of those problems in my mind Uh, so yeah i mean we'll see (laughs) i reserve the right to take you know that back if the raid gets launched and it's just you know horrible for one reason or another mostly rewards but i i'm excited that the individual track is like that's in my control and it's at my convenience and I can, you know, choose what level, like whether I want to, you know, relic these, these guys to the moon to try to get the extra awards or if I'm comfortable with where I am, I can choose how much remodding I want to do. That's why, I mean, that's another reason why I think that the limited factions in this are so nice is because. I the last thing that I want to do in a competitive guild is to try to throw my entire roster against a raid every 4 days or however long it's going to be running. Like that is yeah. that's exhausting. That will burn somebody out really quickly like as soon as a novelty run wears out. So thank god
0: I don't have to do that. You think... Yeah, it Oh, I'm sorry. go ahead.
1: Oh, I was to say, do you think they've they move the fleet crystals to the raid track.
2: Oh man! Don't I know it's been.
1: Everyone's oh, been theorizing it's coming.
3: Oh my god!
1: The time. The personal not, raid track would be right where it goes.
3: That would be such a good QOL improvement. Oh my goodness! Please, please do it, CG.
1: I'd but get. But still have to climb fleet though for Zetas. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's not like Arena where you can give up on fleet, though, because you still need the Zeta mats.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. They could rework the store just like they did the Squad Arena store. To put, I mean, they the could put more them. Zetas on the yeah. Rage track. Like, yeah. they could just put those
4: Zetas on the Rage track.
3: They could. Yeah. Well, I will say, though, that if I wasn't buying Zetas in that store, I would be buying character shards for Shard Shop. So you're right. I still would have to climb. I'm, yeah, but I mean, finishing I number hard. one overall wouldn't be
5: as important if, like, because I mean, for the store currency, it's not that stark of a difference if you're in the top 10.
3: Oh. Uh, yeah, that's true. Although it does, I mean, it really does add over time. It's just like it, yeah. the Kyber 1 to Kyber 2 GAC squish thing that we're going to talk about here probably in a few minutes. Like twenty crystals isn't that big of a deal until you realize it's twenty crystals every single time, and it starts adding up to hundreds and then thousands, and it's like, wait a second, where did all my crystals go?
4: Yeah, I still get top five in squad arena because of the rewards are still worth it over time. Like, uh, I don't.
3: <laughs>
4: I do. I I gotta cut those corners.
3: Yeah. Yeah. In a you know i i i also have to count this to corners but not not in the game <laughs> i i needed some sort of like a better balance in in my life versus game and that was that was the perfect the perfect yeah. way to do it so
0: well, i think lab you touched on a point there too um with these changes to the raid and i think this is maybe one of the times that c g actually listened to the community a little bit more, but that especially in your uh your higher guilds uh, like just these like the the raids themselves like were just monotonous and very time consuming and they were they were more tasks that you just yes. had to complete, so I feel like c g might be listening to us a little bit, and it's like like let's get rid of the you know the the meaningless like job duties um and let us do things that are more fun and more enjoyable
5: like relic
4: Artuscans. tuscans
2: <laughs> yeah yeah because that's <laughs> oh, fun
4: <laughs>
3: boy oh boy
4: I'm looking forward to when I like bring my full relic Tuskins with like a T9 Datacron against Lord Vader and just smoke them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a similar thought. <laughs> like, you, yeah. Bring you, it all full circle. <laughs> yeah. We're going to
4: like, they're going to put a busted Datacron
0: on them. So. Do you, do you all envision that they will be adding more? Um, more raid specific Omicrons. Yes.
4: Yep. I if I was them I would. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you look at some of these teams, like yeah, like I don't know how some of these teams are gonna do damage in this raid without some help.
3: They're gonna put one on oh no, Karth already has one and it's worthless. Who are they gonna put it on? Joe Lee.
4: I told you. You, you think he can't get it. 2 no, Jolie's got one.
3: Yeah, T three M four
4: has one. It's yeah. gonna be Bastila.
3: Yeah, maybe. I I think it would be Basila too because more people are gonna have Jolie
0: higher relic than they are Basila. Although you're My bringing anyway, so eh, whatever. Yeah. Probably doesn't matter. Yeah, probably one of those Tuscans that they're bringing in is gonna have one. Yeah, could be. Yep.
4: I don't know if the Jawas have any already. Who cares?
3: Yeah, Chief Chief Nebbet has a territory war one. No, it sucks.
1: Does Five O rt have one? I don't remember.
3: Yes, for Sorry. conquest.
1: Okay. Oh right, that's, right. <laughs> uh. that's
4: why I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it makes... So, the only problem... And, I mean, that's an Omicron with a shelf life, right? Because that literally is garbage the second a new raid comes out. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can't... Like, that's just... You're never going to use it again. Yeah. yeah. That is... But,
3: that's the only reason I didn't put an Omicron on Booshlea tonight when I was thinking about it. Because, like, I, I'd like to get some solo HSDR action and before some not solo auto that's what I yeah some auto hstr action and you know get a little bit more use out of that omicron but yeah i don't know i I just want to wait and see what the actual benefit's going to be in the new raid before i definitely do it i'm sure it's going to be huge and i'm going to end up applying it but you're right it's a shelf life
5: well hopefully hopefully omicrons you know you know, there's some zetas that were dropped way back in the day that were 100 percent worth it, and now they get very little, if any use. Sure. If they make omicrons a little bit more attainable with the new raid, like on the individual reward track where you're getting more, you know, it might, you know, make those investments, you know, not as not as costly.
3: Yeah, I keep waiting for them to open up the Omicron drift a little bit wider. And they must be still making pretty good money on it. So you I guys think have you... any? Oh, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, I was
2: just ahead.
4: thinking. Yeah. Do you guys have many stored up? Like I got seven in the bank. So I, I am starting to feel like I'm in a place where, like, yeah. I'm starting to, I'm starting to bank. Now I'm a month away from Java. Java is going to cost me two. Like I'm gonna drop a couple in there, um, I, but I don't know. Are you guys like starting to build up a like a kind of a bank of them or no?
5: I have 75 uh, omicron mats, so yeah. I guess that's what call three and three quarters omicrons. Yeah,
4: call it four, yeah. Uh,
5: and f- I feel like I am broke because, yeah. yeah, like I have two of Malgus's and one of Star Killers. And so I could fill those out, but then I'd be completely out. Or I could drop Imbo, but then I'd just be down to two. And it's just like I have to make sure they're really, you know, because I was one of those that dropped the the Rolo Omicron, and it was it was great. Um, and we still have two more LSgos to run before uh before we're done with it as a guild. But you know. It's been worthwhile, but I think, you know, as soon as we're done, I'm gonna wish I had those mats back. Um, but yeah, it's 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 tough to me to justify spending them, like unless it's an absolutely game breaking one or absolutely needed for the faction to be dominant.
4: Well, if it's too game breaking they're gonna nerf it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so never. <laughs> while we're while we're on this subject, um, what are in, everybody's initial thoughts? I know we don't have any testing to be able to see how it is, but what are your thoughts on the uh, Droidica army?
5: Yeah, I that think it's needed different. to make Droidica relevant again. Yeah, especially Trent, when Trent, Trench will come yeah. out, and you'll have to use him.
6: Yeah.
3: Well, it's very obviously a way to like keep GG relevant, right? Because you're stealing Newt from him. And Newt is absolutely like in 90% of the situations, he's the best fifth on that team. So you take Newt away from him, and then you're like, well, my GG team kind of sucks now. But the DDK Omicron looks like he might not
0: suck. So we'll see. So would the suggestion be to do it if you have the mats or wait and see what it looks like?
4: I'd wait and see. I, I mean, I think the answer is always wait and see, like let someone else run it. It is. You see, see how, I don't think you were going to want to put it on defense. You're still probably going to want to use it on offense. Let's see how high it can punch up and then decide if that's actually worth it for where your roster is. And so it's like, a TW one. So yeah. you're, like what is what are you going to beat? That's going to help your guild in TW,
3: right? Yes, I, that yeah. you're not beating already. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, in in even at Mandalore's level, like GG, we always we always use him for something on offense. Like he kills so many of the non Galactic Legend and some of the Galactic Legend teams with GG New. So it's like, um if you're going to put that on defense then you're going to need to pull something pretty heavy that was on defense back up to offense to to make sure you're covered so yeah i it looks pretty good it, it's hard to say exactly how it'll be used probably offense you're just going to lose some turn meter and then you're going to gain raw stats in in place
0: and some funky nice. mechanics yeah. <laughs> so we are lucky that we have the head of recruiting and the assistant head, head of recruiting tonight on the same podcast. So I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't bring this up when we're about oh, raids. Is um how how will that affect recruiting? Um and especially some of these some of some of the, the not in game guilds, um, because I mean, for forever, it's always been, if you're advertising your guild, you're talking about what, how you're doing in this raid and that raid or whatever, and it doesn't seem like that will carry as much weight now.
1: Yeah, I, I think, I, th- I guess we have to wait and see. I think, like, it comes back to the gear stuff again, right? Like, they've said, you'll get partial credit, right? We're going to get some gear, even if you don't finish the raid. Um, mm-hmm. but the question is, are you getting, so if you finish 50% of the raid, are you getting 50% of the gear, right? Or if you just get through 50%, are you getting 75%? Um, cause if you're only missing 25%, might not be the biggest deal, but, um, but if you're missing more than half the gear, yeah, you're probably going to be like, okay, well, even though my whole guild is hitting this raid, I'm still going to go out and look, right? Cause I don't think we're doing enough damage and we're missing too much of that extra gear. Um, yeah. But, I mean, like we've said, it really depends how the reward structure ends up. Like, is the rewards heavy on the personal track versus the guild track is kind of light maybe, right? Um, I
2: don't know. What do you think, Brax? I mean,
0: yeah, I think... You know, it's it's like I think we all, everybody in in this uh, podcast tonight, like we are all also recruiters or in the recruiting room, and we see how it is. Any it feels like any time uh, there's a new mechanic or a new raid or anything like that that's brought into the game, um, usually there's a big reaction, and you have a lot of guild jumpers because they think that they need to leave and find greener pastures and everything. And then it usually starts to calm down a little bit until people learn more about it and realize. So I, there's part of me that would expect like once this goes live, that you will have some people that are kind of freak out a little bit and uh, make hasty decisions to, to do something different. Some uh, some 2 million GP accounts punching
3: up to, mm-hmm. to Chromio.
1: I got my Gear 10 Omi oh Leia. Come on.
6: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So the next thing that they talked about was a new hero's journey and our... Guy from Jedi Fallen Order, Cal Kestis, will be joining, um, along with uh some of his, uh, his friends, I guess if you could say. Um, what what are initial thoughts on on Cal? Like, um, I guess we don't know a whole lot about his kit or what he's gonna look like, but like, are we, are we thinking that a, a good addition? Um, I know. Yeah, I believe he's going to be an unaligned force user, so um not really going to be tied to a faction, as far as I understand. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that?
5: I am very excited for Cal to be coming to this game. Um, I know on previous podcasts we've we've talked about how it's it's about time for him and and everyone else in that game to come over to this one. Um, So I think it makes sense that Cal Kestis is an unaligned Force user, because throughout a lot of the the first game, I don't know if if you haven't played it, um, you know, he is a Padawan who survived the Purge and went into hiding. And so he's got some Force abilities, but his connection to the Force was damaged. and then towards the end, he does get uh, knighted. So I'm assuming that the culmination of his event, Cal Kestis Survivor, will get the Jedi tag. Uh, though that has not been actually confirmed or anything like that.
0: Yeah, if you read the tea leaves, though, that's, that is what it points to.
1: Yeah, it says he'll complete the Jedi squads, right?
3: So, um, my initial thoughts is, um, well, there's there's two of them, right? Like, there's the Unaligned Force user, and then there's going to be the Survivor version, right? So, the Survivor version will be a Jedi. Um, but the Unaligned Force user, that actually, um, <clears throat> I'm more excited about Seer, because she is going to be a leader of Unaligned Force users, which we don't really have one of those in the game yet. And I've been thinking to myself, because you know how we have this uh, faction, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of them, they're called the Inquisitors. Uh, you may not have heard of them yet, you know, they're really, you know, they're very unimportant in the game, um, basically can't do anything with them, but, um, yeah, but... Nobody's talking about them. Nobody's talked about them, yeah. so, you know, I, you know you, got, you, you might not know about them, but anyways. They're, no they're toss yeah. There's more than five of them, <laughs> okay, and so especially when Riva comes, there's going to be seven of them, and they're all unaligned force users. And so my thinking is that Seer is actually going to provide a home for those uh, those displaced Inquisitors on her team, in addition to like Cal. It'll be a, a janky like team, according to lore or whatever. But I, I'm I'm very optimistic about that. Uh, that possibility because it, it'll it means that i i can it'll be a little bit more efficient use of my resources right than just r7ing all these inquisitors and then leaving two of them on the bench because now i have reva and what do you do with two extra inquisitors so
5: you weren't planning yeah. on using her lead with CLS, JTR, Fulcrum, <laughs> and, uh... Pinterest? Stickray. <laughs> stickray Stick, Ray. <laughs> Stick Ray, yeah,
3: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Starkiller's gonna, you know... He's, he's gonna use, you know, two of those Unaligned Force users himself, so... You know, there's other small uses, but... It'll be nice to have, like, an actual leadership, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Then so, it's, um...
5: I know Mead and I talked about this before, but uh, getting Marin in the game to give that Night Sister faction a boost. Maybe uh, CT3 of that assault battle actually be uh, attainable after her arrival.
3: <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath, but maybe.
0: R10 yeah, <laughs> will probably no help more than. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, R10 I mean. Marin. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, does adding her to Night Sister faction. Does that massage up to be used with Separatist? Yeah, Maybe, right. but who knows?
3: She's yeah. not really that good outside of the Night Sisters, to be honest. It's true. Her kit. Yeah, and is, her Omicron yeah, is, is like, yeah. her, she has
4: a Night Sister Omicron. That's, yeah. If you have yeah. it and use it, it's actually pretty good.
3: Yeah, it's okay.
4: If you have Relic Night Sisters, it's probably worth it, but.
3: Yeah, (laughs) like you have to have (laughs) black and sisters. Yeah, and and Omicron mats. Yeah, you have to have those too.
4: (laughs) So she was called. Is she specifically called out for trench, or we were all just putting her with trench because we didn't want to give him Watt and Newt? We're like, take take Asajj. She counts.
3: (laughs) Yeah, she's in. She's in the. Synergy recommended, you know, instead of General Kenobi. Uh, yeah, the general. She, she's in there, but I mean, basically, yeah, she's there because we don't want to give Trench all of the stuff that he wants unless yeah. he's beating GLs, which he probably will with his Datacron and then the Datacron will fall off and he'll suck. Yeah. There, I guess.
5: Yeah, I just don't Wait. want to take Watt away from C. That kind of kills him. <laughs>
4: I mean, my I haven't like just like the way things I've been kind of moving my stuff around. Uh, Watt's lived with like SLKR a lot for me for the last little while. So I do have armor. Yeah. Like I have been kind of making it work. It's yeah, sketchy. It's not It's not great. I mean, I've been using C a lot to just beat Malgus. Um, I don't have a uh, Yep. It's a triumphant built up. So I, I've been kind of using C to clean up in GAC, just that squad. I can't just whatever, whenever I look at the board, I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a problem. And then I just use C solo on it and it goes away. Yep. Um, so it's not great to be punching down with a GL, but yeah, I've been kind of what hasn't been with C a lot for me lately as it is. Now he's been super important wherever else I've been using him. Uh, But he's still
3: pretty good. I'm interested to see how good Trench will be outside of territory war without Omicron's. I mean, if he'll be like Django status (laughs) or if he'll be like better than that. (laughs) Yeah.
4: It's just so hard, those characters are so good Uh, Like, we haven't really Talked about it yet, but like Trench is looking for Newt, Watt uh, Probably Dooku And then Django And like, depending on Where your roster is, Django lives with Maul, right? Like, yeah, Watt lives with C, and Newt Lives with Grievous, and those are three really Good teams Yep
0: uh well oh, it's kind yes. of like the conundrum that we first had, like when when you had uh when you had JML and JMK and also Padme and it was like, Well, which team do I take these characters from to make the other team work? And yeah. And the answer was Padme. <laughs> well, <for laughs> sure.
6: Do you remember she has a team? <laughs> <laughs>
0: forgot she was in the game now yeah that's yeah. <laughs> no, an r8 had me i never use
1: <laughs> i mean she's great in the territory battle in the first first round
3: yeah she really is uh i still
4: use her in tw that like leftover team can still put in work
1: yeah Phasma, right Phasma, normal
4: yeah it walks right over it but yeah uh like, I'm excited about this team. I'm looking forward to Calcastus. Uh, this is a team... Like, last year we got Inquisitors in this, like, spot. This year we're getting Calcastus. I am so much happier to be working on this, like... This team. Um, personally, even over Aphra. Like, this is the team I wanted to be working on. Uh, hopefully in a year... I'll kind of be like I'll be still happy with this team.
5: Yeah, this is a this is a team I'm absolutely going for. I'm not I'm not waiting for shards to be accelerated or anything like that like I am with Inquisitors. I'm going straight for it. Um I am a little bit bummed unless unless I'm interpreting the the wording incorrectly, but I am a little bit bummed that Bd One is not going to be his own tune. Yeah, no, no.
3: I, I think you're right. I think he's yeah he, going to be like the salacious crumb. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. Well,
5: that is literally my only complaint about this. Uh, the news on this squad, because I mean, even you know, to add on to what Mead said about Inquisitors last spring, like the spring before, it was Bad Batch, and I wasn't entirely enthused about them I didn't get them geared up until I went on my Lord Vader farm
0: so, so I, I guess the, the question is is so they, they do say that there are five new characters from Jedi Fallen Order universe being introduced so are they counting BD-1 as one of those even though he appears to not be his own standalone character I, wouldn't I don't know.
5: Think so. I I don't see him being a part of a kit and being his own character as well. Yeah. Um. That, I'm assuming that we're gonna get we get Grease, and maybe he'll have come with his ship as well. Um. But the fifth. I'm not quite sure on. I mean, it could be a purge trooper or the much needed and long awaited scout trooper. Um, but as I far as the like main characters go, I'm not. I'm not sure.
0: It's just kind of interesting that they worded it the way. Whether it's yeah. easier or they just. Didn't think out the way that they said it.
4: I think it's also unclear if like both versions of Cal are like like is he two tunes? Like if we're gonna get kind of like OG Cal and then like Jedi Cal, is that two of them, or are yeah, we gonna I... need five to kind of get like normal like get the five and then get to the final
0: piece? That's a valid point because that's I when I was thinking of five, I was assuming they meant. The two versions of Cal and then the other ones, but maybe they maybe that's not the case.
4: I mean, I guess four has also been kind of what they've been putting out. That was what Starkiller needed was four. Aphra needs four, right? Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. And the of amount course... of gear and relic investment they want in these new tunes, it is appreciated that you only need four to do it <laughs>
0: rather than five. And of course, with the with adding them, they also are adding uh, Braca, a planet, and so that will be added to the Rise of the Empire TB as well. That will be an additional planet. I'm not well, sure.
3: Braca is already a planet on this TB. Oh. They're they're adding a node, I think, on Braca. Oh, okay, gotcha. That makes sense more battles. They did yeah, say yeah.
1: a new planet though, but
3: they did. Yeah, I they but is so. yeah. not the new planet. It'll be a, right, a nice yeah. new planet. Yeah.
0: You're you're correct.
1: Yeah. I mean just to quickly go along with it. I mean, I'm interested to see cuz they say they're collaborating with Respawn on it, right? So yes. I wonder if they'll actually put a little more into like the the storyline and stuff like that and like, have a good, like, um, journey, right, on the, for the, actually, like, the unlocking and stuff like that, it'd be neat to see some cool cutscenes and stuff like that.
3: It would be neat, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, yeah. I think, I I think the collaboration part is, like, literally just, this is what his kit should be. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean,
5: there's a limit to how much these cutscenes can, can be in a (laughs) game like this. Yeah.
1: Even the game's already only, like, five gigs on my phone. What's a few more?
5: <laughs> Whenever I go look to free up space on my phone, it's, like, Swogo and everything else.
2: Yep.
4: <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, there so was a chance you... that they saw what was, like, how it was going to have, happen, like, maybe some... So the way this was supposed to line up was the game should have already been out when Cal came out, especially the like the final version. I know it got pushed back a bit, but maybe they were working more that we're going to see like uh, the sur- like the survivor version will be like from the next game and maybe some moves and stuff will kind of be more tied to his. So it's not like at the end of like Fallen Order. It's more actually Cal kind of like yeah. with a beard <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, that, that is. Cool. That is what I
4: think.
1: Which is neat because, like, they don't do that ever, right? It's like, like Bad Batch. We got them a year after they came out, right? Or Inquisitors were how many months after
3: Kenobi? You know, hey man, we got Mandalore best car armor, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Didn't that happen in like the second episode of that show? Yeah, <laughs>
5: that was that was the best part, like. <laughs> All of the marketing materials for the show showed him in that episode one armor. And immediately in the second episode, he completely upgrades his uh, (laughs) (laughs) everything.
2: (laughs) Ooh, shiny.
0: So the the mysterious Easter egg that people are talking about now is that at the very end of this, um It says that we are going to jump from Tatooine to brackets at Kashyyyk, and people are reading into that, saying that that is a reference to adding Wookies. What are you guys' thoughts on that?
3: They they were always going to add more Wookies. They have a freaking phase. Three or phase four light side Wookiees only mission in this stupid <laughs> territory battle. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was always coming. So I, I, I think there's definitely a lot of validity to that particular rumor.
5: So Who are the Wookiees that are going to be joining? Oh,
1: it's probably Tarful. Have... No, they won't have any names.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they'll be wookie, wookie warrior, wookie, wookie leader, warrior, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> they'll be sound, they'll be called sounds so like rrr, yeah. Rrr. <laughs> That's yeah.
4: That's fine. Like I don't know, who cares about that? Where's Red Five? Right?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's That's what I want.
0: Yep, that was supposed. We've to gone happened. over that. <laughs> so, just some other things outside of the the release today. Just some other things to talk about. So we already kind of talked on Admiral Trench and Droidica um, with uh, with TB, uh, the Rise of the Empire TB, and R- 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 Riva. Um, I know somebody had mentioned uh, potentially a nerf on Reva already. Is that uh is that something you guys are thinking, feeling?
4: So that was there's rumors that they like, what was it, Jawa Scavenger didn't have the Jawa tag on them. And so they're potentially gonna rework the mission, is the rumor that's been going around, but is not gotcha. live as
3: of now. Right. CG is still currently investigating it. (laughs) Why are you guys
2: winning? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No one's broken (laughs)
4: their phone. You guys are winning with a high success, even though you're trying really, really hard to win, but like you're still doing it.
1: You know, you are are seven and eight, all your guys. You shouldn't win. Yeah.
4: (laughs) None of this is a joke. (laughs) So yeah, that's the concern. It's, they, they're investigating the yeah, how hard the mission is.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that it, it just goes right along with the, the Treya army getting nerfed and, uh, the tide defender, uh, both of them, um, you know, it, it, it almost makes it look like they didn't completely, uh, think of all the, uh, all the intricacies of the of the kits in that sense because um both of those um when they came out were fantastic and then of course they got nerfed really quickly.
5: That's well, the, think- the first time they've had to nerf something upon release because they didn't consider everything right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a new uh, new thing for them to Yeah,
4: yeah.
5: Tackle. That's what I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> well, I mean Tide Defender did that actually get nerfed, or do they just... I think it's still just being investigated, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. still yeah. investigated. Well, uh, right
0: but, but you know they're going to.
4: I mean, yeah. it's it's pummeling, like...
0: <laughs> executor. Like,
4: yeah, like... Yeah. Executor is getting smoked out there. Um, you don't need Executor Profundity to climb easily in Fleet
3: anymore. You need Inquisitors. <laughs> yeah. yeah Yeah. well you know the funny thing is like i can give cg a lot of room like a lot of grace in this area if it was like some weird random combo of things that you know nobody would ever think to to do unless you know it's a gigantic player base and one random guy was like i'm gonna try these but come on like the treya omicron What's what's the first team that you can think of that's like I'm going to go against this team and they're going to do a lot of debuffs on me and they're going to stack my damage really high and then I'm going to one shot them. What like what was the first team that you would think of to try? It would be Lord Vader. Like
4: well, Treya was then, already used to clean up the sides on a Lord Vader team. Yes. Like like yes. that was already the team. It's like okay, clean up the sides with Treya and then go
0: in and so like with 5v1. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yes, there was there was zero theory crafting involved in that. <laughs> it's like what in what did you test?
3: And then same thing with the defender like okay, let's think about this. What team is the meta right now that that we don't want this to beat? Let's test it and make sure it doesn't beat it. Like come on. I mean like, I,
1: I mean I feel like with the Tide Defender they just tried it with the territory battle, right? Cuz now it's yeah. possible to beat it yes, right exactly. <laughs> so they like yes. scaled it the
4: other way they're like yeah this yes. is how you could beat mustafar <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly
3: they're like haha we're gonna make a territory battle so hard that they will have to get this ship yeah and then they but didn't we're... even think about the other ramifications yeah
4: but then yeah. they gave it to us but like yeah like we didn't say this but like tide defender came out and guys like it was yeah. really easy to get
5: to yeah. seven oh, stars my god yeah like, it's the first the, galactic chase yeah. that I've I've gotten to seven stars yes. on, on the chase. Yeah.
3: It's it's the first galactic chase that I've gotten to six stars and yes. then seven stars. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and like, didn't, like, I mean, I know some of you guys dipped into 200s. I did it by only, like, I piled my energy the day before. That was it. One day before. And then I did 100 refreshes through the event. And at the end of it, I unlocked the seven star, like, ship. Yeah, you got a little lucky, but I—I I, I think I high rolled yet. some of those, like uh, pack like twenty five short.
5: I did <laughs> two two hundred crystal refreshes, yeah, and I, I, I could have gotten away without one of those because yeah. I did it at like six in the morning. Yeah. Um, I did one of them at like six in the morning, the last day it was out, because I just wanted to get it out of the way. Um, but I only needed like three shards. I could have just waited waited on the energy mm-hmm. yeah but I was I had just woken up I wanted it done and there you go those last couple shards get you every time mm-hmm. yeah
0: somehow it always feels like too, like when it, like if you just need like five shards you get <laughs> four and you're just like are you kidding me Like
3: <laughs>
0: yes that's how it
3: always feels for uh, everyone yes <laughs>
4: But yeah, that was really nice. Uh, I don't, I mean, we've kind of talked offline about this, but like, are are we scared that they gave it to us for so cheap? Like, did they make a mistake or is something coming that's really going to need that? That's going to punish people who don't have it at seven. <laughs> this was so far out of the norm for like five stars used to be the goal on chases. Get it to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know this is even
1: that was a struggle like yeah you had to do 200s to get to five right
4: (laughs) like Mm -hmm. did they just mess up the drop rate or is there something else going on
0: yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) potentially both Yeah. yeah the answer is probably yes there yeah
3: I think it's reasonable to to think that, you know, they're just so far behind on fleet releases. Like, I, I think that Trench is going to get a capital ship at some point. Not like right away, but I think they're going to be releasing some new ships pretty soon. And I think they just want to make sure we don't feel resentful when they drop, you know, two or three new ships within the span of a month. That you know, this is kind of a gift to finish rounding out our empire fleet before the madness of the separatists is upon us. That's that's my tinfoil hat theory.
4: Yeah,
3: so the community here
5: is asking for red five, and instead, we get a new separatist capitalist ship. <laughs> yep, capital ship, not capitalist, separatist capital. Yep, it's
4: capitalism is driving the capital ship.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that ship has to come, right? Trench has yes. to, yes, get something. And... Yes,
3: every every other admiral, like named admiral in the game, has a capital ship.
4: <laughs> so will it be get three? No, you don't oh,
3: think? no, uh,
4: the negotiator malevolence. All right, we're right.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think so. I no, really need that that's get that's three hard. for other things. Honestly, it could be a raid reward.
4: Yeah.
3: Like, I know yeah. you're talking about shards. Like, that. I could see that being...
0: The timing or, would be right. Or maybe it's part of the new planet they're adding to TB. Yeah, could be. Oh, well, yeah.
4: They have said that they were going to bring other chris- like other shards to the TB over time. Yep. Oh, yep. so what would we need for that? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Probably I mean-
2: Calcustis.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to get a yeah, separate get ship. Trent, so yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy. Because yeah. Cal
5: helped scrap <laughs> that ship on Braca.
3: Exactly. Exactly. It's a shipyard. Yeah. Jumpyard, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So. Oh, I don't think i have to worry about <laughs> One thing I did uh, want to touch on, so with uh, the Rise of the Empire TB, uh, well, I think we're, we're in Phase 3 right now. Um, how have uh, you guys all um, adjusted to the change now, like getting used to the things going on? I know probably Lab's going to have a different perspective on this because I'm sure they are a lot deeper in this, but um, just the, the pain of having to relic tunes just to fill the uh the missions and all of that stuff like what are what are your guys thoughts on that
2: i mean it makes
4: losing people suck
3: yes yes
4: like Endor had a bit of a bump last week and we had like four accounts we kind of switched. I think it was our four. Anyway, it's close. Yeah. And it just sucks. Every time someone leaves, the first thing you have to do is go to your stupid TD, like a TV Excel file, and you're like, Well, who did they have? <laughs> like, yep. who, who do we need to, like what it? do we yeah. need? Like it's <laughs> and no one else has them. And even like when we bring in somebody, they're like, Oh, I have this. You're like, I have ETHoth yep. or whatever. We're like, cool, like we have one. Like, yeah. <laughs> we don't need that. Like, we need this other very specific tune that, like, uh, it's...
3: Yeah, that, like, maybe the be, officers gonna... should
1: need to do them all. Yeah,
3: yeah like, that's oh, yeah. what it's going gonna... to... And about, then never quit. That You're, you're going to want to just make everybody a, your guild an officer so they yeah. won't leave. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> then everybody
0: <laughs> will have, like, five of the characters by themselves. Well, that's that's going to be the new uh, recruiting thing is that, that when a recruit comes in, we're going to be like, well, do you have a Relic 7 in Java or you know <laughs> something yep. like off the wall? Like, like oh, if you don't have that, you can't get in. <laughs> yep. You have to promise to
1: do
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes.
4: Well, I mean, like, I've we've kind of, like, I've mentioned this to, like, recruits that are coming in. It's like, okay, like, if you're here and you're happy like you get the next one right like like you're up next everyone else has done it like like it's gonna be kind of the it's the only way where we can do it where we're not making the officers get everything right it is i have 46 guys in endor that have farmed at least one most of them more than one tuned to r5 or higher for this when you're new in the guild
0: like there the next one kind of falls on you. Yeah, I think the the kind of frustrating part of it, at least for us and most of our has been, is it's there's just been a lot of legwork in figuring out who has what, who's close to to getting that, and you know, formulating a plan to to you know, get uh, all the right tunes relic'd up and geared to where they need to be, and just you know, for for the little bit of information that CG gives us on their end, um, w- you know, we've got to create spreadsheets and you know, look on, so, so- and all this stuff, I figure out
2: like who, what who uh, who's close to being able to
0: build a tool up or whatever. And so just the work the behind it is frustrating, especially because it's not like officers don't already have enough to do. Yeah, andor is super lucky.
4: Like uh me and Zora are geniuses. We brought Thunder Bunny on to be an officer right before this dropped, and then we told him to worry about TV. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. he he's took it and run with it, though. He's yeah, and he's awesome. doing amazing. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. He has the spreadsheets he knows what everyone's doing he's planning all of our platoons and it's it's wonderful to watch someone else take care of all of it so efficiently we have stolen that spreadsheet (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's really good um yeah it's a lot of work like he he put in like thunder bunny like for us put in so much work to get us up and running and now so lab sounds like he's doing like kind of the R8s. Endor's done all of our R7s. We can fill all the platoons through the first three sets of planets. Uh, And that was a lot to ask for our, like, a lot of farming went into that from all, like, 50 of our guys.
0: Yeah, and the thing that really sucks is that building those tunes up, too, is taking away from is taking gear and stuff away from from things that you actually want to work on. And so that's been the the frustrating part too. It's like, Oh, look, I'm getting close to the next GL, but, uh, I need to do this for a guild. And it's really, really, really put people in some places where they have to make a decision. Like, do I want to, do I want to continue this farm or do I want to help the guild out to be able to do better and TB. And it's a, uh, it's definitely a challenge.
4: Well, and Lab was saying, like the higher rewards, like it, it starts becoming very flat. Like you're like, okay, if we if everyone does this, we can go from thirty-two. Like I think you guys got thirty-two last time. So say, and like Mandalor goes to thirty-five. Like how much more are you actually getting back on that investment in the next year for those three extra stars?
3: Yeah, I can tell you <laughs> how much. <laughs> Well, thirty-five gets the one GER to pick keypad, right? right? Just like okay. just like forty does, right? So, yeah. that's kind of how we made our determination. We were like, okay, we're going to do these R eight platoons because of two reasons. Number one, because we're sure that CG is going to, you know, put some sort of good reward in the, you know, fourth or fifth zone at some point. So we're going to want to make sure we have these done. But also because once we get these platoons done, I mean, there's no way we're not doing R9 platoons anytime soon. Like the value proposition's just not there. So once we get these R8s done, you know, we'll slowly start getting some GERDA pad stuff, and we're we're just gonna coast. We're gonna we'll we'll uh, we'll concentrate on the special missions, like for the Get Three. So we'll do like the the Yolo and Kira mission and phase one, and then we'll probably end up you know R eighting all of our Inquisit, well not all of them, but five of them, including Riva when we unlock her, and we'll you know start getting more currency that way, and that'll be a much bigger reward bump than you know asking our entire guild to basically put two months of their progress on hold to get these R nine platoons. That's just that's silly. So. um so, yeah, like one Gertie keypad, a couple of impulse detectors, each TV. It'll add up over the course of the year. Like eventually we'll get our investment back, but it'll be slow going. But better to do it now than to and to start getting the investment back than to you know, wait. because CG's always gonna keep bringing new characters. There's always gonna be something to chase. We're never gonna be like, well, I did everything else. Now I can do platoons. It's, it's never gonna be like that. So just get them done and get them out of the way. Yeah, I mean investing
5: in a useless tune to take them to R7 R8 is is never fun. Uh, but it also, you know, if you're focusing on one tune, not a faction, not a GL farm, but one tune getting them to R6 R7 for, you know, some of the the smaller guilds, um yes. It's not that hard. No, it's, it's 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 a week, maybe two, if if you don't get lucky with raid drops. Um, if you're focusing on on farming that gear and the relic mats, it's it's really not that difficult. It's when you have a whole fifteen tunes to take up for a GL, it's overwhelming. Um, but if you already have a a tune, especially one of the ones that's you know. And eat cough that's been around almost since the game's been dropped, you know, it's not going to take any Kairos, it's... You know, I could probably take him from level 1 to G12 in 30 seconds. And so it's not that, you know, it, it sucks to invest the materials in that when you're working on a GL grind or you're working for Grand Inquisitor or Afra or whoever, but one character is not that tough to do.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, actually,
0: this is one of the few times that it benefits some of the players that have been playing for a long time because a lot of those useless tunes you've had for a long time at, I mean, I don't know how many tunes that I had sitting there at, you know, gear 11, gear 12, that like I never used, but I just did it because they were there, <laughs> and I and I had the opportunity to to gear them up then. So, um, you know, being a player that's played for a long time is actually a benefit in this case.
3: I will say that R eight is a bit of a different animal than R six and R seven. It's and yeah.
5: that's why I did not mention R eight.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I mean, I'm I, <laughs> I'm not uh, arguing with you at all. I'm just letting <laughs> you know that uh, <laughs> there's a reason why I'm sighing heavily over here about our <laughs> platoons. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah like mean, right I now, agree. we're we're
5: only focusing on the R five and R six platoons right now because. Those are the ones that we're we're dealing with for the most part. Like eventually we'll get to the R sevens, and that's probably not going to be too much in the, too much further in the future. But right now
3: the only focus we have is really the R five and R six. Yep, and that makes sense for a lot of guilds for sure. You know, you really, yeah, it's not until you get to the very, very, like, uh, probably a hundred guilds in the game when they're, we're starting to think about R eights.
4: I mean, Endor, we had that as like so we're at 30 right now 30 stars yeah. um the 31 is gonna be a push for us i think we're gonna get close we're getting close i shouldn't say we're get we're close we're getting closer to 31 like we see where it is um yeah. but it's like with everything else that's coming out it's like oh i think we are kind of throwing around like at what how long do we wait until we like look at our rates but then it's yeah. like okay now <laughs> there's a rate that comes out that we gotta like we want to get everyone to do Inquisitors. Now it's like, are we really going to ask everyone to get Tuskins? It's like, yeah. Like we we want people to enjoy. Like, it's tough for us. And I think, like, we Endor never had, like, required farms outside of camp. Um, and it just, the way this is, like, the last kind of, like, six months of content, it's feeling like more and more of, like, these are the things that we need and the list is getting longer like java is pretty much a requirement at this point yep uh yeah i don't know Zora. what do you think who are we going to make uh everyone farm i was right <laughs> jawas <laughs> <laughs> oh will have openings in no time yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I had I had a uh, a member of Mortis ask yesterday. He's going about he's about to finish up his uh, Star Killer farm. He has JMK, JML, and SLKR and Executor. So he was like, "What should I farm?" And I was, he was like, "One option is Profundity. The other is Afra. The other one started new GL." And so then I was like, "Well, you know, Hut Cartel is important for the new raid, but we also need Inquisitors for." Reva Shards and I'm never going to say no to Profundity and Afra is a great tune as well like it, it's tough to, to point someone in the right direction every single
4: time I mean I think now with the new release it's Jabba, like Jabba was already number one for I think like at least for me Jabba was the number one tune I would recommend before this got released now it's like overwhelmingly like get java like everyone like java needs to be the next thing everyone works on
5: yeah i mean he's my current farm
4: no i know but i'm just saying like that is always like number one and then after that uh, he's going to be great in the new raid
1: he's already got certain missions you have to unlock in rise of the empire and then i mean the mod mats right i mean yeah. Can't and,
3: and, oh, oh, by the way he is oppressive in territory war and yeah GAC yeah right
4: too yeah <laughs> yeah like i don't like seeing him in gac yeah like it's <laughs> yeah um after that i mean so i think like endor is saying java inquisitors uh profundity but now we might that profundity might kind of change based on where we are with this new raid
1: Right, and especially, like, like if the... I mean, how does the TIE Defender do and stuff like that? Like, if people are just blowing through your two zones of ships, what's it matter if it's Profundity or Executor, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, I don't um, care. As long as we hit, like, we can beat 100 ships on... quickly on offense in TW, like, yeah.
3: So, speaking of territorial Wars, before we, you know, finish the podcast, do you guys think that Territory Wars are going to get a makeover this year? and if so like what what do you hope for and what do you expect
4: i've said this before but i would love to have zones be flexible and like the guild officers could assign fleets and like ground zones individually at the start of the war like i don't want the fleets to always be in the same spot i would love to like put them in the front put them at the back put them in different corners um just from, like, a strategy perspective. yeah, I think it would be, like, obviously I know you guys are, like, full clearing a lot, or get full cleared. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't matter too much, but I just think there would be a little bit more strategy involved in, like, how
0: things are designed. Right. Like, yeah, like, if you, like, if you knew uh, a guild was not very strong on ships, and you put ships up front, and they had to go through that before they even got to your your regular characters
4: yeah you put executor on the top and jmk on the bottom or java or whatever like blocking thing like could you just create a wall i don't know, that would be like a small change that i think would be i don't know how hard it would be from a coding perspective to get that up and running but i think it would at least provide for more interesting matchups
1: right we yes. wouldn't always go top right it's like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, their lord vaders are up top well we're going that way anyways we're going <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> they didn't want us to but that's the yeah. way we go <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah Endor, we're real stupid we take the hardest wall and we hit that first because we're like they don't want us to do this
3: it works so, <laughs> yeah so question um just to give me a little bit of clarity on how your territory war actually goes in indoor Like, I I look at your your maps, like, at the end when you post them in officer chat, and there's never, like, you guys never full clear. Like, neither side full clears, it seems like. Is it, do you think it's more because you just kind of run out of time, like, 24 hours is not enough time? Or is it because there's just so much on defense that even if you had a whole week to clear the map, you wouldn't clear it? What do you think?
4: I mean, I don't want to put this out there, but like, Endor has a fatal flaw in its offense, and that is we can't beat Uh fifty JMKs. Yeah, right. Like that is our like. Please, opponents, do not listen to this. (laughs) But that is like where we'll normally get. Like, if you look at our map and you see that we're stuck, it's it's probably it's it's JMK wall. Um, Yeah.
1: That's what our opponents and, run into too, right? They yeah. can't get through
4: ours because they I didn't... Mean, yeah. That happens because we have 50 JMKs on defense. Like, a lot of the counters that would work through, like, go through those zones, we have sitting on defense. Um, yeah. And, yeah, like, we normally, they don't clear... We normally get people stuck mid and bottom, and maybe they clear our ships. Um, But, yeah, we are... We just go heavy defense and assume we can grind out more like we almost win through participation like we can grind out more zones than our opponents can mm-hmm. with by putting a heavy defense and just kind of grinding them out.
3: Yeah. Yeah I was just curious because you know one of the one of the potential solutions to like changing up territory war and making it fresh would be to give you know expand the board put more teams on there but also expand the attack time so where you would maybe only have one war in a week instead of two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of wiggle room in that general idea. And I think that CG would have to do a major overhaul with the matchmaking in order to make that something that is good for the player base on a whole instead of bad. Because, I mean, currently, right now, think about like at least you have two territory wars in a week where if you get a really horrible match, you know, somebody sandbags the heck out of it and then, you know, just destroys you because they've got 50 extra GLs on you or whatever. Um, you know, at least you've got that second territory war in that week to kind of get the taste out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you're only doing one territory or war a week, then that would kind of suck for, for that to happen. Right. So if they changed it to a more of a leaderboard, just like the GAC leaderboard, where the skill rank, so you play against guilds that are, you know, more or less equally matched, with you know all of the various factors being factored in, um, you know, that might be a, a way to to make Territory War a little, you know, freshen it up, because it's been, I mean, <laughs> it's been the same thing for the last two plus years, and the only thing that they changed two years ago. About it was increase the number of teams in the zones from twenty five to fifty. Yeah,
4: yeah. So the problem with going already.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: (laughs) The problem with going so much like to have half the matches is like it's just data crons. Like it is so hard. Like even where like I I know what you guys are dealing with is so much worse than what we are, but at our level, like, we are starting to see, like, full wall, like, you, takes a couple matches just to be like, okay, this Omicron with this Datacron on this (laughs) team, like, what the hell are we beating this with? Right? And then it's like, realistically, you get eight matches, right? And then the Datacrons all change, right? One set goes away, one set comes in. So you get eight, you got eight matches. If you're cutting that in half, now you have four, like, God, like, by the time i know what to do it's going to be it's going to be over <laughs> right like these take it takes a while to figure out
3: what to do where so what what do you do you want any changes in territory war do you think it's fine the way it is i'm curious
5: i i wouldn't hate some rotating faction bonuses if they could do that... Um I know they tried it when they first released it with First Order and Resistance, but it was... You know, at least in my experience, it was way before I even had a chance to invest in those squads. But, you know, hey, you know, X-Tune gets a bonus if they're in X territory. would be kind of cool. Um, with existing, well-known squads. So you have to... You know, the 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 guilds that just go and place the same defenses every week without looking at a comparison, you know, they'd be like, you know, dropping all their CLSs in the JTR bonus zone or whatever. Um they'd have so to be at a this disadvantage, evening. but like I, I think that would kinda of be cool, but I also don't know how well that would actually work in in actuality
4: again that's like just a planning thing like what a nightmare like rotating bonuses with rotating datacrons with like omicrons yeah like i mean on one hand like theorycrafting would be really fun you would have an opportunity especially if like the setup period was longer so like they unveil the map you look at all your bonuses and you have 48 hours to set defenses um, it would give if you had enough time and you wanted to like theory craft how you wanted to build your board. Um, like would you see what your opponent like would the bonuses be the same on both sides, I assume? So you would kind of know what your opponent was gonna do. You kind of see what you're gonna do. Uh, yeah, that thats so that's, much that's already part of the issues on.
5: with it, yeah, I mean, I. For the most part, I'm pretty happy with the way that TW is run these days. I think the when they change the matchmaking, you know, you still get the, the sandbaggers every now and again. But for the most part, we're having pretty solid matchups. Hmm. And so, like, I, a minor tweak here or there might be pretty cool. And it, I think, yeah, your your idea meet you later about being able to move around... You know where your fleet territories are is is pretty cool, but yeah, I, I don't think we need a major overhaul in this uh in this game mode.
0: They they this did do, do that
4: be three v three. No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you think? Like, they're not like that's what they're gonna do.
3: Stop it! Don't did don't
4: he... <laughs> don't
5: don't manifest that.
4: I don't. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah, a hundred teams per zone. It's all
0: three v three. They did have that time where they. Uh, I think it was Mace where they they had Mace specific uh, buffs that he could. You know, I was. I'm trying to think. There was it was Mason. Yeah. And there was something else. Was it like Hans? Like we had multiple Hans. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah.
4: Oh. Yeah. Now they have Omicrons, well, though. Like, if they they yeah. have already built in a way to give specific tunes bonuses just in TW.
3: Yeah, and Datacrons on top of that. That are yeah, like, yeah. That is yeah. yeah. They've already got that.
4: So what so, I'm hearing is you want less. You want more time to
3: do less battles. I, because I you're. I don't I'm not exactly sure what I want, but I know that listening to R2 talk about like how he's mostly fine with territory war the way it is right now. So maybe they just need to do a change at the top end then because I can tell you the top end is just cancer. Like it is there's there's so much that that you have to put in to every single war. And, like, most of the time, the matchup's already decided as soon as, like, you see who your opponent is anyways. I, I think more than anything, I'd like the matchmaking to get fixed. I'd like to go to a skill rating-based um, leaderboard, just like GAC is. I think that would, that would solve, like, 85% of my complaints about Tier War, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, the matchmaking has been horrible for a long time. <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean Endor's coming at it from like the other like we win a lot, right? So Yeah. <laughs> like I don't I like being nine and one. I don't wanna be fifty fifty. Like yeah, I like it's fine. Uh, yeah. yeah, like it's, it's fine. We face <laughs> people at our GP and we stomp them and occasionally we get sandbagged and we lose. Like this is fine. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I mean
5: yeah, I, like, we're we're I'm we're in the same boat, like for the most part, you know, if they're at our JP, we win every now and again, we we run into a guild that has more GLs or you know, and we end up losing because we just can't clear their their GL walls efficiently enough to get through the other territories while they've already cleared us. But you know, we've got a in twenty twenty two we had a seventy percent win rate, and we're off to a better start. Here in 2023, so like, you know, I'm happy, but I also get that when you're going up against the the 400, 450, 450 plus guilds, it's it's a different different
3: animal. Yeah, the mode is completely different.
4: Yeah, I mean they yeah. need to they need to redo the top. Like 380 needs to stop being like it's a yeah. joke that 380 is the ceiling. That is a joke. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I can appreciate where you guys are running into. It's one thing to like lose a good matchup. It's another thing to lose like a two minutes into TW when you're on the compare.
3: Yep. Yep. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the frustrating part really. Yeah. It's like just knowing, Oh, well we lost this one. So yeah. might as well not even like try because Phoenix at the front. Well, yeah, like yeah. because Territory of War, I mean, I'm telling you, at our level, it takes a lot of planning and thought and effort and like constant attention. And it's just not just think about think about doing that and then knowing in the back of your head we there's no way we can win. Because yeah. there are matchups where like even Mandalore, we cannot win.
4: Yeah, just we're lucky. Like Endor has like AF. Like AF is our TW officer, and he puts a lot of time into it. And when we win, it all feels really, really, really good and worth yep. it. But lose, yeah, like we lose very infrequently, and it sucks. Yep. Um, to have that like win rate go closer to fifty-fifty, yep. it would make it. Would, I could imagine we would be burning out T.W. officers pretty quickly. Yep. And yeah, yeah. It's... So I, w- I would like to see something change. Uh, I just don't know if I want to go to be like 500 in T.W.s. Even if it did say like, Endor, you're 150th overall or like wherever we would fall in like the total guild ranking. Yeah. To just still be like, but well, like we're fifty-fifty, <laughs> right? Like it's
3: yeah. Anyways, I didn't want—I didn't mean to turn no, this into funny. like a territory war podcast or anything. But i was just curious if you guys experienced the same or like thought the same thing, like if we needed a a shakeup or not.
0: I think I think you're on the line of. The, the matchmaking has to be different because you're I, even. I mean, like I know you were talking about Mandalore has that issue, but I believe probably a lot of guilds fall into that issue where it's they they just know by going into it. Like you look at the guild you're matched up against, and you look at what they have, and you're just like, they like, there's absolutely no way we can win this. Like even if everybody participated 1000 percent like we just don't have the tunes to, to win it
3: yeah i mean and just i mean think about it this way too like for you guys who i mean most of our guilds in the senate are just better than average right so that's why you guys are nine in one or whatever in your last 10 because you just i mean you're better than average but for every indoor, there's also the inverse of that, where there's only they only win a couple of times, and then they lose the rest because of like the matchmaking or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, those guilds would actually get a pretty nice little bump, like going to fifty percent win rate. And don't get me wrong, Mandalore is not fifty percent win rate. We win, we're we're winning more than fifty percent. I'm just I'm just letting you know that the losses are horrible. Yeah.
4: So, I think, but then they'd have to do a complete revamp of rewards. Yes, absolutely. 100% they would. Um, Yeah, and then depending on how that plays out, right, then we're, like, back to shaking up. Like, we were just saying how nice it is that the, like, the raid and the TB were so friendly for, like, those mid guilds because the rewards were all the same. But if you went to like a ranking, like you better make it worth it. Like you have to convince them, like if you're gonna be fifty fifty anywhere, like you need to convince guilds that you want to be at the very top to get those rewards. Sure. And yeah. then you're gonna have players moving to get into those better guilds.
3: Well, if they can. If they can get in. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty self limiting factor, I think. And
4: yeah, and that might and that's fair.
3: Yeah, you gotta have all
4: those TW Omicrons.
3: Well, yeah, and not only that. Like, I mean, you gotta have the right account. You gotta be like, you gotta prove to me in your GAC skill ranking that you know your stuff. Like,
4: but if, it's not just you, for you, right? Yeah. It's like, but I'm saying everywhere. Like, why would you want to yeah. be in a 300 million guild or like 250 if you could get into a 350 and getting those rewards, right? It's another sure, sure that like it's not just at the very top that would affect top to bottom if we ranked every guild from top to bottom by TW because that's what you'd get
3: um, no but but in this system it wouldn't be about GP though it would be about your place on the ladder well yeah right? that's what I mean so, you
4: literally have a number beside your guild that would be like yeah. Endor is like 270th overall it's like the, yes.
3: yeah so I mean if you can convince somebody from a better guild than you're in that you belong in their guild or like you get a shot then sure but, you know, if you can't hack it, <laughs> you're not going to be able to stay with them forever. Yeah. You're going to yeah. get put back where your skill is or where your account is or whatever.
0: So.
2: Okay, well,
0: I think we have touched on everything that was uh, kind of outlined in the in the latest uh, information released. Um kind of wrap things up like you guys have some some final thoughts that you want to throw out there
5: I Uh, am (laughs) cautiously optimistic about the changes that they're making I think overall it will probably end up being a benefit for the game I just before I make a final decision I just need to see the uh to see it in action and uh, very excited for Calcastus to finally be making his uh, arrival in the game Uh,
4: so farm Java if you farm Java maybe start hoarding some materials and waiting till we see some more about the new raid and see if you need to start investing in Tuskins.
1: If you farm Java and you get good luck on the mods, then Lab will mute the mod channel. So that's
6: <laughs>
3: <always funny. laughs> I, I liked my pre proactive approach this morning. Yeah. I think I'm going to start doing that.
1: Lab's just going to post the middle finger gif and, uh, Watch it all first thing in the morning every every time that the event comes up.
3: Yep. <laughs> um my final thoughts are don't ever try to catch up or feel like you've caught up because you'll never catch up. Just do the best you can, plan it out and
0: enjoy the ride. Those are pretty wise words. <laughs> Well, Enjoy I want to. I want to thank everybody for joining in the discussion tonight. I we had a lot of stuff to talk about and probably went a little longer than we anticipated, but I think uh, it was all good conversation. Um, it looks like our uh, Chancellor Rim just happened to pop in and catch the end of this podcast too. So, um, if he wants to chime in real quick. Welcome to Well I am happy that you all did this episode Uh, I was unfortunately unable to join at the time you guys were planning on putting this one uh, this episode on but I can tell you I just what I was able to listen to and everything that I know about what you all are this was probably the best episode that's ever been published yet. So I'm, I, I'm really thankful that every one of you joined in and uh, stepped in to put this episode forward. Uh, thank you so much. All right. And with that, um, everybody uh, have a good night, and we will see you uh, the next podcast.